You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings, everyone, from SprottMoney.com. This is your Sprott Money News Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us today on November the 11th, 2016, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, happy to be with you. And uh, let's see if we can uh, explain all this confusion that's been going on for the last few days. Confusion is uh, probably the right way to put it, Eric. Uh, not exactly in the markets what everybody was expecting. Major sell-off in bonds, gold going down, but some of the base metals going up. What do you think? Um, well, I, I'm actually uh, very puzzled as to how to explain why the market would have done what it did in the face of emerging markets falling apart and the bond market falling apart. And I can only imagine it's one of two things. And the one thing would be that the central banks are in in the game, making sure that the U.S. market doesn't go down. That would be one. Uh, the other explanation I would have is that maybe our markets have the, devolved into a situation where the pros – uh, are always happy to take the opposite side of whatever the majority of people want to do. And then, of course, they quickly reverse it so that they can profit from it. Mm-hmm. And I think of, you know, gold going up to whatever it got to, 1350 All Somebody was a big seller, obviously, probably the, the banks. And then, of course, because of their size, they can just turn the market around and get everyone to, to want to get out of the trade, and they'll just take their $100 million and say, thank you very much. And I could see where the same might have been true with the stock might be. Go limit down. They come in and support it. Next thing you know, they're running it up. They've got everyone going the wrong way. And they can take that day's profit out for another, whatever, half a billion or billion or five billion or ten billion, whatever the number is. Uh, those are the, the only two explanations I have because there's, in my mind, very little logic to the markets having done what they've done considering the uh, the view of the mainstream media about how it's such an awful thing, uh, and and the business uh, channels, how it's such an awful thing to have Trump in there. And yet, here we have the uh, stock market, well, really only the stock market, everything else is a disaster. So it's it's very hard to explain. Um, I mean, I, I obviously, I hope that uh, Trump would get elected more because I would just be aghast if Hillary got elected. Uh, so in, in that sense, I... I feel okay about it all and i think he is friendly to gold uh but you know sometimes you have these forces in the market that are working against us and ultimately uh i'm sure it'll come back to being well hopefully a more normal market that's probably the best way of putting it yeah you know the day after the election we had the biggest one day percentage move in the u.s treasury bond market we've ever seen in one day uh you and i have speculated in the past about how a rise in interest rates would just decimate some of the balance sheets of some of these bondholders around the around the world uh do you think we might see that ripple through in the weeks ahead well i would certainly think so i mean the the one feature of the trump uh economic plan is that he hopes to spend a lot of money and cut taxes well that leaves the financing of these expenditures to the bond market. Uh, so I would think the average owner of bonds would realize that not only are you going to get a supply problem and a bit of a glut, but you also will end up with some inflation. As we've seen in some of these um, commodities, we've seen a lot of increases in prices and commodities because of this concern that we're going to have all this infrastructure spending in the state. So um, it's all... Uh, it hinges on uh, the Trump policies, and, it, and from what I've read today about 
what his you know plan is over the short term. It looks like he's going to spend money and uh, not raise taxes. So I, I would. Uh, it's not going to be pleasant for the bondholders. Smells a little bit like 2009 and 2010. Uh, if I remember, you know, that was a hot time for commodities too. And obviously gold and silver were working in that environment. Yeah. Well, and, and of course we have so many other strange things going on in the world. And, uh, as you know, one of them is, is sort of the, the situation that's going on in India right now and China for that matter, right? Where the currencies are collapsing. Uh, the governments are trying to support everything. We also have the situation in India where, of course, they're outlawing uh, what they call large denomination bills, which I think are probably worth 10 or 20 bucks, believe it or not. Uh, and it's going to create all sorts of changes in the way the gold market operates over there. We've certainly read about people trying to change, exchange their money right now. They're high, high, uh, denomination bills into gold. There's big lineups as we, as we, you and I are chatting here. But in the long run, I think what they're trying to do is get rid of the smuggling of gold and make it all, uh, go through the normal channel so that everyone can pay their 10% tax. Uh, so there's there's lots of reasons everywhere in the world for people to think they should own gold because all the currencies are absolutely crashing here. And you look at you know what's happening in Mexican peso. I, I don't know what the percent is down, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's like maybe 20% this week. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, it's it's funny, Craig, that we have to keep going back to how many countries. Have the currencies absolutely crushed, and yet theoretically there's no demand for gold. I mean, can everybody be that stupid? Yeah. I, yes, I, I know the answer. Okay, <laughs> yes they can. Yes they can. <laughs> but you mentioned the you mentioned the India situation because that's that's one we should double back to because yeah. in, in just a one sweeping announcement, the government of India and the prime minister have made those those the larger denomination they call it. They're about ten and twenty dollars, as you said made those right. notes non-legal tender. And so people right. are scrambling around to trade them in and try to transact commerce. And you and I right. have talked often about the value of having gold and silver on hand so that if the, the ATMs ever shut down or anything like that, you've got something with which you can right. barter. Right, right. And and that's, that's how you stand the test of time, right? I mean, uh, I, I can't believe that a country could operate on something with a bill, the, the biggest bill is less than ten dollars. I mean, that's just mind-boggling in a way. Uh, and you know, India's even though they, this new Modi government professes to be somewhat gold-friendly, they're not gold-friendly at all. And I think it has something to do with gold as well. So if they want to stop the whole smuggling business, and of course, you you won't be able to smuggle gold with you know having to pay somebody in five-dollar notes. I mean, it's just we're talking volumes and volumes of notes here. So yeah. I think that's what one of the things they're really after is just stop the whole uh, cash society where the government is not participating to the extent that the government thinks they should be participating. Which is always an awful thing to think about. Central planning at its worst, I would say. Exactly. I I, want to back up too. Uh, You know, we've also been talking about uh, these base metals and how they've been going up. Uh, copper has been on a historic tear, 15 days in a row, Eric, that it's been going up. Zinc yeah. completely reversed the losses of last year and now is at five-year highs. Uh, you mentioned silver. Yes, yeah, silver's up over 50 cents on the week. 
does this, but yet the mining shares are down. Are the mining shares uh, more following gold? Is it because so much activity is in the big mining share ETFs that they kind of move uh, monolithically? What? How do you kind of square that circle, Eric? Sure. Well, I would guess, Craig, that, you know, ETFs have a huge impact in the market, right? So when gold's going down, people sell the, the gold miner index. And it doesn't matter, matter whether the gold miner index or precious metal index, I guess you should call it, has some silver companies in there, they're going to sell it anyway. And so to your point, you would think the silver stocks could go up in this environment with silver literally being strong in a week. But I think because ETS is such a powerful force in all markets now, and particularly in the precious metals market, that yes, if everyone's selling the, the precious metals ETF because theoretically the price of gold is going to go down forever, uh, all, all the stocks will go down in tandem. And I want to double back, too, to this emerging market story, because I've been pounding the table on my site this week, uh, at least since Wednesday. You know, the, the dollar strength at the end of 2015 due to that interest rate hike led to all kinds of emerging market issues in January of this year, which led to about a 10% down move in the S&P. Could we be seeing something like that coming again? Well, it's entirely possible. I mean, I just think that the U.S. market has gone totally against what the logic would suggest, and and the, the currencies are doing what they probably should be with the uh, the suggestion that uh, trade is going to change against the emerging countries. Yeah, we could be setting up for some disasters. With in fact, probably Craig, I'm probably more concerned about the bond losses than I am about the emerging market losses. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty serious here. So. Um, it's and whenever yields go up, stocks should not be going up. Right, I and mean, it's just an accepted thing. And we've had some huge increases in yields here. So I would think that'll be the the greater force in terms of changing people's uh, willingness to think everything's going to be wonderful in the future as mortgage rates go up, as subprime borrowing costs go up. That's all. That's what we have to look forward to here. So someday it's going to click in, okay? I mean, I, I think what's happened in the market over the short term has been very much an aberration, and I think it will get back to normal again. Normal being uh, hopefully some higher prices. It does certainly augur well for gold in the long run, though it seems to be on sale this week. Do you anticipate uh, maybe some more choppiness ahead, or do you think this is a pretty good time for folks to be buying? Well, I can tell you it's a pretty good time for everyone in the world to be buying who's got a currency that's going down. That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's, you yes. know, we're talking uh, 98% of the world's population would have been better off owning gold this week, notwithstanding the little decline because of the uh, the effects on currencies. So, you know, the, the minute uh, gold starts going up here, and if these, those currencies stay weak, I mean, it's just so obvious that what people should be doing. And it's, uh, in my mind, we saw the buying come in. I think the commercials took the opposite side of it, you know, Rinse, repeat, uh, here we go. Uh, another opportunity for them to make money by uh, by going the opposite way and then just collapsing the thing. So, you know, in the, in the longer term, we would hope that something like Trump coming in might clean up that swamp, too, of the trading that is all for the commercials and against against the market, essentially. So I think we have that to to expect somewhere down the line. And as you rightly point out, we get a little too uh, Amerocentric, if you will, focusing on the dollar price of gold. If, if you are a British or any uh, any other currency market holder of gold, you, it's doing exactly what you want it to. 
Sure. I mean, imagine if you're in Mexico and the price of gold's up 20% this week. Yes. That's, that's easy to take. So, yeah, you're right. We should, uh, we are a little bit uh, U.S. centric, but that's kind of what we focus on. Uh, but the reality is that, in, I, I, in fact, I'm looking every day. I mean, there's a lot of currencies that gold's just about to hit record highs. We're, we're closer. Even, even the Canadian dollar is close to getting a record high in terms of the gold price. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's not all bad. Exactly. Well, my friend, it has been a rather interesting week. Hopefully next week won't be quite as tumultuous, but we'll get together next <laughs> Friday and talk about it again. Maybe, maybe by then we'll have better explanations of what the hell just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I will give you the rest of the week off. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great weekend. Okay. All the best to you, too. And from everyone here at SprottMoney.com and Sprott Money News, thank you all for listening and have a great weekend. 